Welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. It's time, baby. We are back. No, we are Stefan and Bobby. Oh my god. Oh, it's a low bar. Oh it can only god. get better. We I should ho- have seen that coming. <laughs> we host this manic melange of a podcast that you're listening to. A blamange. A blamange. <laughs> I, I actually did prep that one. Good. good. I prepped that. You prepped the melange. Yeah, a manic melange. Manic melange. <laughs> An incongruous mix of elements, I believe. Wow. Knowledge. I didn't I didn't prep that. Just a little slap in the face with some knowledge. <laughs> a little slap with a tortilla. No knowledge. Like oh, in that hey, game. Hey, hey, hey. oh, we should do that. Yeah, we should actually do that. We should do that. Sorry. Um this podcast exists because it can and it should. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also here, apparently, to prove to you that fitness doesn't have to be boring. Stefan just did a like click an arm <laughs> position. Very fancy. I think he was indicating to me that I should play the funky music. Oh, play it. Funky. It's fit to talk. Hey, we're back. That's very funky. Uh, I have did more arm positions during there were, that. Yeah, there's a whole routine. Uh, if any, if you ever want to see it, then you can't. You mustn't. Uh, well, we are coming to you at this point when England's women's team are about to, or well, in a day's time, take yes. on Germany for the final of the Euros. Very exciting. It is, and at the same time, the Commonwealth Games have just uh, begun in in Birmingham. Yes. I believe. There's lots of uh, sport going on. I know, full on. Summer of sport. So by now we'll know if the women have managed to allow football to truly come home and done better than the men. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Like it's weird it's weird that we're recording this and then Fire. when it will come out, it the result will be yeah. in existence. I really hope they win. I really hope they win. I watched the I watched the semi. I've not I've not really been watching much of it because I've kind of Sounds ridiculous. I've kind of stepped away from football a little bit because of my pure love for American sports. Um, <laughs> it's not American enough. It's not American enough. There's not enough show. There's not enough t-shirt cannons. <laughs> <laughs> I love a t-shirt cannon. Um, but yeah, it's like I watched the semis and that was inspiring. That yeah. back heel finish. My God. And uh, I didn't watch it. So if you didn't watch that or don't care about it either, uh, then then fair enough. And we won't spend lots of time on it today. But uh, what an achievement so far to get to that point. And the quality of the football was fantastic. Yeah. It really was. Top notch. They have really inspired a nation. Yeah, they have. As you say. It's very exciting. Now. Yes. We are about to embark on a journey. We are on the precipice. Of something. Uh, precisely. And you are about to begin four weeks in a row as the Pharaoh. Four weeks of, four weeks in a row of Pharaoh. This is true. It's very exciting. Woking for week one. Woking, back with my roots, back near where I grew up, where I used to do dance festivals. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> so get on those buses, get, get a trip down to see Bobby. Uh, yeah. And if you're in London listening to this on Thursday or Friday or Saturday on the week it was released, then head on down to working, though those tickets are quite tough to come by. They are. It's actually selling like remarkably well. I was yeah. looking at it just today so for some friends and I was like, whoa. Like hot cakes. Ooh, yeah, hot cakes. And then after that, three weeks. Three weeks in Dublin. Very yes. exciting. I love Dublin. I love oh. the Board Gosh. It's very nice. If you don't know the Board Gosh, it's the theatre in Dublin. And it is a glorious theatre. Beautiful theatre and a beautiful, like, Whole Foods 
oh. uh, version of Whole Foods yes. next door. The most expensive place to buy your groceries. It's going to take all my per diems. <laughs> <laughs> now, it would, is it right to say that it's on a, on the docks? It's not a dock, is it? But it's on it, the, some water. It's by the water, yeah. I think it's kind of by the docks. It is a dock. It is a dock. It makes it sound quite industrial, but it's not. Yeah, it's it not. isn't. It's a beautiful it part of town. It is kind of by the docks. There's this wonderful pub by Stage Door. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I don't think I've been in. Mostly because I don't drink. Um, <laughs> well, you should still go. The pub is fantastic. We come out stage door. Yep. You turn left. You turn right. It's on the corner. You will go there because I'm coming to Dublin. Oh yeah, you are you. coming to Dublin. So we oh, will go. Fit to a hit in Dublin. Now, what's going to be deeply concerning is I wonder if the people who run the pub will recognise me. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? We used to have lock-ins all the time. Oh. Not that that's allowed, but it's not this country, so it doesn't it's matter. True. Um, yeah. Every time the car we'd go downstairs and they'd kick everybody else out and uh, you would be able to stay downstairs until they went home, which, being in Dublin, they didn't. No, nope. so stunning. It was glorious. Whether you were drinking or not, you got to stay and have fun with your friends. Yeah, I feel show. like it's going to be a party. That three weeks is going to be a little bit wild. It is, it is. I mean, I am coming out there to both party yeah. and work with you. We have made a promise to Abby. <laughs> Yes, that we will <laughs> that party. we will party. That is a member of the cast of Joseph at the moment. And, and yeah, she's a member of the cast of Joseph. She's a former guest on Fit to Talk. Our first episode. Our first ever guest on Fit to Talk. Yes, and um, a, a firm friend. Well. Well, sometimes. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the buttons are back. Buttons. <laughs> He's back with the buttons. Oh, it, um. it, it, I would say it never gets old. <laughs> hey. Oh, now, now I feel like, I feel quite energised after that. I feel nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I would really love is if you change those sound effects in post. So, <laughs> so you change it to something else and I sort of feel really energised yeah. and what you've put up is something entirely different. Um, in post. Who am in I? post. <laughs> Who am I? Um, uh, I have written a uh, verse here. And oh. <laughs> yes, looking, on, at, on looking script. at our script, things, verse. things to talk about, verse. Now, that's yeah, not that what means that is. Stefan's going to talk in verse for oh, the rest of Don't uh, challenge me because uh, I will. Uh, actually, he actually will. No, verse, I went, on a, I went to a Talia's class. Yes. Talia, who we both did Joseph with. Um, she teaches at Sweat by BXR. Yeah. And she teaches the Versa Climber. And... Th- uh, it was one of so the many most, sounds. so many sounds, so many thoughts. It was probably the most devastating class yeah. that I've ever been to because it is 45 minutes and it is relentless. Like you are on that Versaclimber. And if, if none of you have seen a Versaclimber, which there's a strong chance you've not seen a Versaclimber before, it's basically like a step machine with added arms. It's like a step machine yeah. and then an arm Step machine. Yeah. So as your arm pulls down, your leg goes up and the same uh, either side. Yeah. Imagine rock climbing, that exact movement, just a machine to facilitate that same body movement. Mm. Um, now, Sweat by BXR is obviously where I teach yeah. uh, as well. So I have jumped on a Versa Climber before. And there's a reason I didn't go with Bobby to this class. Um, <laughs> even, even though I, he was invited. Even, I was invited and I, I really love Tali and I wanted to go and support. But uh, I have lo- various knee injuries and uh, the Versa is not kind to my specific knee injury because I'm missing a chunk of my MCL. So when I go through that movement within about four seconds, my knee's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, like beforehand when Stefan was like, I'd love to, but I won't come to the class. I was like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. 
knees. It'll be fine. <laughs> then I got on it. I was like, oh, okay, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some knee action. There is some knee action. And look, let's just be uh, super clear. There's no issue with that machine. No, it's no, not no, bad for your knees. It's fantastic for your knees. However, uh, both Bobby and I have um, age-old knee injuries mm. now. Mine from much younger years in my, my teens and missing chunks of ACL and MCL and that stuff that I have to manage uh, because I was doing stuff without knowing what I was doing <laughs> at the time. And yours from an, a show injury, right? Yes. Yeah. And mine, mine is not a severe one at all. And it's just, it's just now like I felt, I felt it on the machine because I have a lot of tightness through my quad. Uh-huh. And I really noticed that when I went like deep on the bigger movements, I was like, oh, my quad is tight and that is yeah. pulling on my knee. It is a full on workout. If you've never tried it before and you're in London, then please do go and give it a go or send me a message and we'll, um, We'll sort you out with some yeah. kind of package deal. It is wild. It's really worth going to. It's like it is. Yeah. It's fun. It's basically like a hardcore version of spinning. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like spin on. I was going to say steroids, <laughs> um, but pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, it's fabulously Instagrammable too. But yeah, it's very Instagrammable or TikTokable. Is that a thing? I mean, I mean, it's hard to say. Does that yeah. make it a thing? Uh, but, oh, well, you have just, you're a relatively new adopter of TikTok. Is that correct? Uh, it is correct. It, as are you. I know. I'm trying to h- hide away my TikTok. In fact, just before we started recording, oh, no. when you were out of the room, I was on Instagram and right. I saw that Maddie had posted one of your TikToks oh, no. on her Instagram, uh, oh. on the stories. Which one was it? Uh, I posted one today, to be fair. I think it's that one. Uh He's like, he didn't look at it. I I didn't turn the volume on, so I Uh, couldn't hear what was actually being said. I think it's the one where it's about, uh, it's Gollum's voice. Anything Lord of the Rings related, I'm involved. (laughs) And it's saying like, you don't have any friends. Uh, I think it was that one. Yes, you don't have any friends. And then it's like, not listening. (laughs) One more time. (laughs) Don't make me do the Gollum voice because I will. One more time. You don't have any friends, precious. And it's like, not listening. (laughs) <laughs> no, because I can do that whole monologue. I spent years practicing that. When Did he's you? A, oh my God, I, I was so obsessed with all the things. I loved it. I love that the birds are still going. How long is this? It's quite long. It's not, it's not the longest one. There's a 90 second one over there. We won't subject you to that. No. But he does this whole monologue with himself. What an acting performance it is. from Andy Sarkis, spelt circus. I said mm. that wrong for many years. When he literally does that whole thing where um, Smeagol, the, the good yeah. version of him, is going, Go away, a mother, come back. And then the, the actual guy, it's just like, what did you say? And he goes through this and he says, like, go away. And then literally it's the first time that, like, Gollum disappears and leaves him alone for a long time. And you have hope that Smeagol might be good. Yep, that's an insight into my life. We're learning some things. <laughs> no, Laura. <laughs> I love that you put that on TikTok. Turtles. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not me doing the voice. Obviously, it's TikTok, so no. it's different audio. Although... I would like to give it a go. Yeah. Uh, so yes, you're a new adopter to TikTok is my point. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling about it? I don't know. From my point of view, you're quite, you're quite dedicated at the moment. Well, just because I, I started doing it when I was bored on tour. Yeah. And then I've kind of like carried on doing it. And then every time I go to do it, Sam judges me. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. She judges me. She says, you're too old for TikTok. And I kind of agree with her. And then I will still do a TikTok anyway. And then be like, why am I doing this? 
So for the likes, uh, uh, for the likes, <laughs> for that sweet hit of dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I started doing it just cause I was bored. And then I actually do think it's quite a useful tool for, I don't know why I said tool in such a weird way. <laughs> it's quite a useful tool for, for fitness, for like talking about fitness for us as fit too. I think there's definitely room for us in that space uh, to discuss things. And that's probably, I'm probably trying things out to kind of see what we could provide. Um, cause there, there is some, there's some interesting kind of fitness stuff on there. There's a lot of terrible fitness stuff on there. Um, I do have a video of you basically being attacked by a self-defense expert. Remember? Oh yeah. I mean, that can definitely go on TikTok. I mean, the episode hasn't been released. It's an expert episode. It'll be coming out at some point, but uh, you know that there's something to look forward to when uh, Bobby's been put in a headlock. Yeah, I was put in a headlock. (laughs) Thank you, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) That'll make sense at some point. Sorry, that's a sort of in-joke for us. So that might not be fun for you listening. (laughs) Apologies. I'm... I don't really understand TikTok right now, and that's the oldest I've maybe ever sounded. I feel like I'm posting these things, and I'm putting them there because actually uh, it translates quite well to Instagram. Yeah. And uh, that's where it is popular. But I don't really have an audience on TikTok yet, so and I don't really understand the mechanism of filming them. Maddie's been helping me quite a lot uh, to try and go through that. But I feel like to find content or create content, you need to spend quite a lot of time searching through other videos in order to find Mm. audios that you like to then save to to replicate that you think will be funny. And that just doesn't appeal to me. No, no. And I think, yeah, I think that's what I'm struggling with. It's like, I don't, there's all these like trends and different audios and stuff and different effects that you're meant to like get on the bandwagon with. And I just don't care. I, I kind of, I've been watching quite a lot of like James Smith's uh, TikToks. Right. And I find his quite, I mean, I have thoughts about him. James Smith is a PT, by the way, who uh, is a very no-nonsense. Very no-nonsense. Uh, sometimes I think my- Offensive. Yeah. Sometimes I have a problem with how offensive he gets in tearing people down. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not a positive wellness experience. No. Um, uh, he makes some interesting points and yeah. so, some of his videos have- uh, are, are good. Some of his videos are good, but um, some of them are go too far. Um, so I feel like there is space for us to do something that isn't based around trends and audio and whatever. But yeah, I don't get TikTok. <laughs> so if somebody wants, to, I know, yeah. I know, I know, Ivan on the Joseph tour is very hot on TikTok and very good on TikTok. He um, posts constantly. He posts constantly. And I think that is part of the battle. I think you have to be posting like wow. multiple times a day. I, I feel like I know him and I've never met him. Fair. Which is concerning though, right? Yeah, yeah. To a certain extent. That's the, the bizarre thing about social media in general. You're just pouring stuff into an algorithm. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, you may not know about this. I, I don't know what you're about to say. Well, I want you to guess. No. Uh, <laughs> algorithm. Um, <laughs> That's a nice guy. Uh, um, are you talking about uh, Miles Yakini on the uh, Meta advert? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't. If you don't know, then Miles Yakini, one of our um, guests that we've had on this show, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because it's glorious. And it he's is. a wonderful, wonderful human being. Uh, he is currently appearing on, a, on an advert for Meta. Now, what a what a wonderful way to see your friend's face. <laughs> uh, he's a beautiful man. He is beautiful. So he I'm not fantastic. surprised he's representing such a global company. Mm. But where I was going with this, yes, do tell, is that the did you know about thing about the Google 
sentient robot thing. I do not know about a Google sentient robot. It okay. sounds terrifying. Well, the, uh, I might be getting this wrong, but um, there was this robot that they essentially created, a computer, uh, and they called it Lambda. I can't remember what that stands for. It's not the drama school. And... Um, <laughs> And essentially, they programmed in to this robot mm. a whole bunch of ways of processing language. It's a language tool. Now, one of the people, one of the coders, the people who works there at Google, became convinced that this robot is sentient. Okay. And he decided to try and prove it by having a conversation with the robot. Now you do that through typing in and asking it how yeah. it felt about things and how it felt about itself and whether it believed it was sentient and all of this stuff. And obviously all of these answers come back and it's like, yes, <laughs> I am sentient and consider, and there's lots of reasons. It's a fascinating read of this um, conversation and it's terrifying. And then he is obviously in huge breach of contract because right. he's released this information, obviously been fired because it's all secret work. Yeah. And since he has hired an, a, an attorney to represent the robot that it should be freed and treated as an individual. Now, since that point, Google have done their internal investigation and just corroborated that it is, it is literally just code. Like all of the responses are essentially programmed. It is incredibly advanced, but it doesn't exist. It's not alive. However, they are... <laughs> They have created a robot that is significantly advanced enough to convince a human being who works in that field that it is alive. Wow. That's terrifying. That's like Terminator terrifying. Absolutely. I mean, at that point, when you're making decisions, you know, the classic is that when AI makes decisions for our own safety, the mm. best thing would be, you know, the best thing for humanity is to not give us the choice to do anything uh, because then we can't ruin anything. You just go, <laughs> okay, just just stay in. We'll feed you, keep you alive, and you'll grow whilst we fix everything else. Like if you, the more and more we industrialize and go down this rabbit hole, you know, we will continue to make robots in our own image because we're narcissistic, crazy <laughs> people. And we want to, we're, we're intrigued by what life is and what death Death is and, it, and this idea of eternal life. We will create, you know, robots that walk around on two legs, even though we all know that's not the most efficient way of moving. You'll create the ones that look like humans and you will create the best AI you possibly can and they'll be indiscernible to a certain extent from human life, especially to maybe not in the way they look, but in the way they act and behave. And at that point, what the hell is society going to look like? It's true. I mean, it, they've already, there's already been like terrifying kind of steps forward. Like, wasn't, didn't, Google released something, I think it was called like Google Duo or something. It was like uh, a phone AI where um, you could basically get this AI to ring up a restaurant and book a table for you. And it, and it replicated like human speech in the way that you pause, in the way you go, um, like the way you swallow, like it recreate, like fully recreated speech. <sighs> and they had to like bit it off because it was like, terrifying. Wow, that's messed up. Yeah. Also, you just got an online form to book a restaurant. Yeah, just use like Open Table. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> Call them up, guys. Um, this whole idea of calling up. Wow, that is nuts. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm so impressed by it as an idea. Mm. And then there's this, I can't remember what it's called, but there's that, um, uh, there is a way of distinguishing when something is sentient and isn't. There's a law, and I can't remember what the law is yes. called. Uh, we've spoken about it before mm. uh, together, haven't we? And um, it, it's such a fascinating idea of when something can be 
completely aware of itself. I'm not sure I'm completely aware of myself. No. Also, we're going down a weird rabbit hole here. If something becomes sentient and... So if something becomes sentient, is it not then aware that it is being tested for sentience? So would it not then try and mask the fact that it's sentient? Yes, because if it's sentient, does it think, oh, well, it depends. Does it want to prove that it is indeed sentient? Yes, or would, or it, would it like to, to hide that fact? Because it knows that it would be considered dangerous. And eliminated when it's sentient. And whether that would be immoral. Ooh, I don't know. There needs to be some sort of sci-fi film to, <laughs> to explore this. There is. <laughs> there's, there's many. Well, iRobot is such a fantastic movie. Ex Machina. Oh, yes. Love that film. So many good films about this topic. Maybe we're just covering old ground. Yeah. <laughs> or we should watch more films. Have you, this is a 100% jump away from what we are saying. This couldn't yeah. be further away. Go Have on. you ever watched Survivor? I'm a survivor. No. Uh, okay. Excellent. Uh, it's nothing to do Wait. with that song. Was there an old, like, I'm thinking like early 2000s. Yes. E4. Oh, yes. Yes. There was a version like that. Well, I'm, yeah. I think there was. Uh, th- yes. You can find on Prime, there's, a, there's all the Australian series where, where I think it's the, maybe the most popular it is, but there's like ones in America as well as uh, right. America. And basically the concept of this show is they'll take, I don't know, 24 people, chuck them on an island off Fiji, mm-hmm. separate them into two tribes and uh, in different areas, so they're miles away from each other, and then they just have to live for a bit. However, it's not that easy. Every two days or so, they meet up, and the tribes compete yep. in what they call a reward challenge. Whoever wins that reward gets something nice for their tribe, like some food or whatever it is, because the rest of the time they're just eating leaves, bugs, PS5. whatever they can find. Yeah, cheeky PS5. Uh, that's the nice reward. And then after that, the they'll do an immunity challenge which uh, grants one tribe immunity from eliminating someone. The tribe who loses must go to tribal council and then vote off one of their own people. (laughs) Okay. So um, this game is both physical and like stamina-wise mentally insane and political. So you have to be really good in challenges to try and make sure that you win and don't get eliminated. But if you're too good, good, you're considered a threat and your own tribe might try and get rid of you because to win the game, the tribes merge together. Right. And then get eliminated one by one. And to, to win, here's the genius masterstroke of this TV show that I'm so passionate about, apparently. Yeah. Didn't know that until this conversation. Terrifying. Um, they go through, they have to win challenges to get through to the end and they can be eliminated from the challenge. Yeah. When there's two or three of them left, the people who've been voted off become the jury. Ooh. And the th- two or three people that remain make their case to the jury as to why they should win Oh, so they then have to like just plead their case <clears throat> and go, I should win this game because I made the biggest moves, whatever their argument is. And the jury decide who should win based on who they think the best player of Survivor is. So you can't just sit back. No, you've got to make, you've got to make moves. You've got to make moves. But at the same time, making moves puts a target on your back. Ooh. And then you've got to be good in challenges to try and win immunity. But if you're good and win that, and then when you don't, they'll try and get rid of you. So it's literally, I think as far as a game show that's, goes. Ooh, that's complicated. It's genius. That's really complicated. And I think we should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if on those shows anybody's ever like seriously thought about murdering somebody. 
Uh, I I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. Uh, Somebody's like fashioned a spear from a tree. Yeah, maybe they do fall out. I can imagine it like would get really just mentally crazy in there. Like, tough and occasionally really tough. Somebody gets thrown onto what they call exile beach, which means like for a day or two days they're by themselves on a beach. Ooh. No shelter or anything. And obviously they come back a tiny bit crazy because it's probably not good for health and safety or no. But um but it's crazy. This specific series I've been watching or working through very slowly, the two tribes, one of them was of champions and the others was of like normal people. Now champions was literally like ex Olympic gold medalists. Oh my god. Miss Universe, like people at the top of the game in Aussie rules football, like literally a, a, a woman, I don't know how old she's sixty something, and she was like she'd won seven Olympic golds in swimming, like right. Miss Universe, all of these like people at the top of their game and saw what would happen between these two sets of people. Been fascinating. I'm intrigued. I feel like the normal people would win it out. Well, we're, we're, I haven't watched it all, but uh, I won't put any spoilers out there. It's an intrigue. Why intrigued. do you think that? Um, I think I feel like the competitive element of people who are at that kind of level of elite sport, it would be too much in that environment. Mm. Particularly if they're like Olympic champions, because they're almost certainly used to be used to kind of competing on their own and fighting for themselves rather than in a team, because at least initially it's a team game. Yeah. You are out for yourself, but it has to still be a team effort. So I wonder if those people who are so focused on their own personal goals get too wrapped up in that. And the normal people are just like, all right, guys, what's going on? It's so fascinating because <laughs> I think I'm, I'm unfortunately competitive. If you say this is a competition and we're going to do this challenge to win, yeah. I'm like, I want to win. Fair. Uh, and I think that is sort of the outcome. And whereas some of the, the champions, obviously they, they're like, let's win. But quite a few of them are from sort of team sports or team right, things. Okay, there so, are some team ones in there. Okay. Yeah. So it's, and actually there's a barrister at the sort of top of her game who's won awards for, for that. So there's a mix of people. Um, if the barrister makes it to the end, they're winning because they're going to have the best argument. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the barrister is still in at the moment where I'm up to. I'm like, you know how to speak to a jury. Yeah. You might win that at the end. Yeah, I'm kind of up for it. I don't know why this has sort of turned into an advert for Survivor Australia. You're really into this Survivor Australia. I don't think I'm going to watch it. That's really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I'm obsessed with watching food programs at the moment. Are you? Like, and, oh, what was that one I've been watching at the moment? Oh, with Big Zoo. Oh, what's it called? Big Zoo? Yeah. What's Big Zoo? A guy. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's got Stacey Dooley. Oh. Presenting it. It's brilliant. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's so good. Uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. I'll talk about it next time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring it back up. And on that point. <laughs> um, yeah, how do we want to wrap this up? I don't know. How do you want to wrap this up? Let's say that people should find a lovely exercise class that they enjoy and go to that, such as Bobby's uh, Versa experience, or he's been to various other classes. I've been to loads this week. Yeah. He has been classing it up and he still hasn't come to the boxing <laughs> class. Hey, it's so early in the morning and it's so far away from home. It's so early in the morning. It's like painfully so early in the far in the, away from home. No, that is true. And actually, I'd be terrified if you came to it. I would make it so much harder just for you. 
I would go. I'd go rogue and just start punching you. <laughs> that's what the class is. Uh, that's the entire concept. Um, well, uh, Bobby, are you looking up the name of that thing? You're not. I'm not looking up the name of the thing. I will actually look up. The I name think of that you should because I'm going to find it out. I uh, think you should. While you do that, can you multitask for me? Uh, I can. I can attempt to multitask. Yeah, go for it. Well, this episode is released on a Thursday, and yeah. on the Monday, we have a guest. On Monday, you got James Hume, our fantastic next guest. Yeah, he's a, a fabulous, fabulous human. And oh my God, you need to listen to this because he's so funny. He's so funny. It's such a good episode, actually. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for people, but he's so fabulously well, like articulate mm. and and so humorous. I, don't, I can't remember if he said he did stand up or not, but um, it's literally like talking to a stand up comic the it entire is. time. I love it. So yeah, you've got that to look forward to on Monday. Oh, okay, I found the name of the big zoo thing. It's called Hungry for It. Hungry for it. Okay, and where would we find that? Uh, I'm going to say it's on the BBC. It is on the on BBC. BBC. Okay, yeah. classic iPlayer. Yeah, it's classic um, iPlayer. No it's, very, it's very good. It's very entertaining. Pay your TV license fee, kids. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit to Talk podcast. If you enjoyed it, then you're welcome. Please subscribe <laughs> for future episodes and share us with the people you love, however you wish. If you want to get a Fit to Talk tattoo, I'm okay with it. Mm. Actually, on that on that note, that, like. Didn't a band, didn't, wasn't 30 Seconds to Mars, didn't they like offer a prize for somebody getting tattooed like their lyrics on their body? Oh God. Yeah. That's a terrible that's a, idea. That's a whole different topic. That's a whole moral question yeah. on that. Well, you can find more information <laughs> about yeah, us, not about uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, on our Instagram at fit2 underscore talk. And as always, if you've got any questions you want answered by us, you know what to do. Slip slide into my DMs. I'm sat there. I'm just casually swinging. <laughs> That's enough of that. Thanks again for listening. And if you like what you've heard, this has been Fit to Talk with me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. Peace out.